Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Up in the attic here one more time, Will Bond, we're going to begin with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has been working out with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is Antonio Brown's cousin. Wilbon, could you see the Baltimore Ravens, who had the best record in the regular season last year, could you see them signing Antonio Brown? Yeah, Tony, I could. I think I told you a couple of days ago when you asked me, do I think it's a wrap on Antonio Brown's time in the NFL? I said no. Now, I wasn't, you know, looking at the Ravens as a potential landing spot necessarily, but I just think all of these teams, every team thinks, oh, we're different. We got the secret sauce. We can do it. We've got an assistant to the assistant to the assistant who knew Antonio Brown seven years ago and a guy who threw his father past it. So we we can handle Antonio Brown. And I would say that's junk because Mike Tomlin, who can handle almost anything and anybody, said get out. Because Antonio Brown, Tony, he may walk into a room where you're having meetings with a camera crew and just say, yeah, we're going to put this on Instagram. You guys keep going. We know he might do that because he has done essentially that. I would not touch him. He is radioactive to me. Yeah, if I'm John Harbaugh, I am sorely tempted. And I'm tempted because statistically, my wide receivers are near the bottom in the league. Now, maybe that's because Lamar Jackson runs so much and doesn't throw. But if I'm John Harbaugh, I don't want him to run that much. I want to keep him upright, so I want him to throw, so maybe I want to give him Antonio Brown. I'm looking at two playoff games in two years where Lamar Jackson got defended in the playoffs. Maybe Antonio Brown wins those games, so I am sorely tempted. Ultimately, I don't think I'm going to do it because I think disaster is imminent. I'll stay in the draft. It's supposed <laughs> it to be a is. very deep wide receiver class. But honestly, Mike, I am, I am so tempted to do it. Tone. Fight your temptation. Get rid of your temptation. The receiver's everywhere. You know this. You mentioned the draft. Let the Ravens go get a guy they can mold. And by the way, how frustrated is Antonio Brown going to be when Lamar Jackson takes off and he's open? Steve Young tells us all the time about even the greatest, most responsible people on the planet, receivers he played with, Jerry Rice, who say, I'm open. I'm open. And there's frustration. Yeah. Are you kidding me with Antonio Brown? No. Uh-uh. He's radioactive. Let me give you another workout duo. It's been reported that Dak Prescott is working out with Des Bryant. Would you, if you were the Cowboys, bring back Des Bryant? Yeah, you know Des Bryant. He seemed to get over his sort of bad boy stage. It seemed more like a stage early on in maturity. And he got to the point where he was a primary contributor to a team that was a threat. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving Des a lot more rope at this point. Tony, Antonio Brown, there, there are no circumstances literally for me in which I would take on Antonio Brown. We uh, will move to somebody, Tony, who stays in the news no matter what, Mr. Tom Brady, who just won't, it just won't stop. The Bills GM, Brandon Beam, tells the Buffalo News that the Brady-less Patriots are still the team to beat in the AFC East, even ahead of his Bills, who added Stephon Diggs and are getting a lot of post-Brady love. Tony, you, you buying that? Is this a trick question? Are you asking me if the, <laughs> if the Patriots are still the team to beat? Yeah. The Patriots have won that division, I think, 19 straight years. Of course they're still the team. They're the heavyweight champions. You have to knock them out. Now, look, I think 
the loss of Brady could be enormous. I'm not sure that some kid from Auburn, who I never heard of, can walk in and, and win. But you have to show me you can beat them. I am not particularly afraid of the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets, Mike. Yeah, they're still the team to beat. Yeah, of course they're the team to beat. Tony, let's go to a couple of all-time situations with players you could put in the paragraph with Brady. Let's go back to the 1993-4 Chicago Bulls who lost Michael Jordan. And still the next year, they didn't win the division, but they came back and they won 55 games and finished two games out of the division lead. Let's go about the same time period, Tony. Joe Montana leaves the 49ers. Granted, he had missed some time with injury the previous two seasons, but he leaves the Niners. And you know what the Niners did? They went 10 and 6 and they won the division next year. You can say, okay, they had Steve Young. They did. We didn't know Steve Young was going to be a Hall of Famer at that point. At that point. But the Patriots are the team to beat. An organization, I don't want to sound too much like Jerry Krause because in football, it means more than basketball. Organization, Bill Belichick's still there. He knows what he's doing. They've won without Tom Brady for one season. I think they won 11 that year. My money's on the Patriots, Tony. I know yours is too. So, yeah, first of all, thank God you got the Chicago Bulls in because we couldn't do a show without that. But let me get to that particular division. That is the lowest scoring division. The AFC East is the lowest scoring division in all of football. I understand Stephon Diggs was added in Buffalo, but Buffalo has a lot of trouble scoring points. Sam Darnold is not the Sam Darnold everybody thought when they got him, you know, when it started out. The Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he blows hot and cold. So it's a defensive division, Mike. You're going to tell me if I have Belichick, you're going to go against me? He's the best defensive guy out there. So I'm going to ride with the Patriots until you prove I, I can't win. Yeah. I agree. Let me, uh, let me shift Belichick. gears here. Yeah, let me go to, to Dean Blandino, who is at the moment the head of supervisors and officials with the XFL after a long career in the NFL. He told the Toronto Sun, I believe, maybe I've got that wrong. So he told somebody in Toronto that the NFL Competition Committee now is looking favorable at the Sky Judge situation. The guy who stands there and makes a determination in real time, you know, that call was bad. He says the NFL is looking at that. Could you see the NFL adopting this thing from the XFL? They don't have to adopt it from the XFL. The XFL didn't invent it. The XFL took it from college football. Every Saturday for years, we see play continue in a much faster and more efficient manner because they've got the essence of this. And while play is going on, they're having somebody say to somebody who says to the on-field crew, hey, that's not the call. This is the call. And they get it right. It's done efficiently. And they don't need to trot a guy over to a screen and have the arrogant drama that the NFL has. So let the NFL just get get this done with your competition committee. Figure out who needs to pass it. Adopt the sky, the, the, the guy in the sky. And college football gets sky it right, judge. Tony. The NFL should, too. Yeah, see, this is what's really good about the sky judge is he is the czar of the game. And he gets on the phone with the person on the field and he says, look, that wasn't a fumble. Put the ball at the 31 and let's go. Okay, that's really good for football. Not only should the NFL adopt that, they should adopt the extra point thing of the XFL. We get one point or two points or three points. You got to run it or pass it. I love that. And it doesn't hurt kickers because they still have field goals. Mike, I'm going to go back a long way in time. 
to the ABA. The NBA would not have a three-point shot now if the ABA hadn't come along and the fans really loved the three-point shot. Or 50 years later, it's everything would be a two. And the XFL may not survive, but some of the things they're doing, including the kickoff, should survive. And the Sky Judge should be there. I don't want those extra point things. Tony, the Sky Judge is too easy. It's a adopt it. Just bring it on now. What are you, what are you waiting for? But this is where NFL arrogance comes in. They want to show you they always have a better way and they're going to exhaust everything, even stupid things before adopting what makes sense. Tony, we got a report from Buster Olney that the suspensions handed out to Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinch could expire, you know, if the season is canceled. Baseball apparently may not make the Astros lead culprits wait for real games to be played before the clock starts ticking. Does that sound fair to you? See, this is a hard one for me. I'm ambivalent about this. I think it's a really tough call. The owner on Houston fired them, and then Major League Baseball walked in and said, you're suspended for a year. But they didn't say you're suspended for a particular amount of games. It was presumably a season. If that season isn't played, Mike, I I think I would let them back. It's not like I think they're going to be hired right away. I just wouldn't want to add on an additional penalty. But if you if you disagree with me, you can persuade me on this because I am not certain about this one. Well, Tony, we're in the same space on this one. And look, I'm okay if baseball goes back and says, you know what, we're going to change the penalty and make it 150 games. Sue us. That's what we're going to do. We're going to revisit the way we state the penalty. I'd be fine with that. But, Tony, I'm like you. I'm ambivalent. Look, the times we're living in right now, there's just too many important things to ask me to get angry about the Astros or defend anything they did. I'm sorry. You know, sign stealing at this point is not one of the top 100,000 things on the priority list, even in sports, maybe not even in baseball, as we sit here and consider whether or not there's going to be a season. So you could convince me. As well, it's just it's suddenly you remember the other day we talked about whether there'd be passion for booing the Astros, whether there would yeah, be any real right. interest in that. And I thought there might be some still, but it wouldn't go off the same way. Tony, that that that's how I feel now. I just don't care enough about the Astros. I, it's OK. I don't think anyone is going to hire Jeff Lou now. I really don't. Maybe Hinch will be hired because Hinch has been a very, very, very good manager. But the shame attached to this is obvious. And I don't know that anything is served down the road by extending this. So for me, tough call, but I'm all right. I'm all right if there's no season and that ends their suspensions. I'm okay with it. Rare, Tony, that either one of us can be convinced to go the other way. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day. 
to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Time for the Happy's Kids. Glasses go on and I read happy 26th birthday, Pascal Siakam. Toronto's leading scorer this year and along with Kyle Lowry, the Raptors players most responsible for there being no drop-off in We the North, even with the departure of Kawhi Leonard. Siakam is from Cameroon and in 2016 was the WAC Player of the Year at New Mexico State. He is that rare player to come out of the D-League and make a real impact in the NBA. Last year, Siakam was voted the NBA's most improved player. But this year, his points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, blocks per game, and steals per game are up. And I think that's all there are. And he was a starter in the All-Star game. Will Bond, could Pascal Siakam win most improved player again? Is that possible? Yeah, Tony, it's possible. But I think there are a couple other candidates. I'm going to have a senior moment and think, forget about, forget the kid's name on Oklahoma City, who's playing alongside Chris Paul, who is having one hell of a year. But here's the deal with Siakam, Tony. His usage is up, so the percentages are sometimes off. Tony, he's been great. Look, he's going to be an all-league performer at some level. People are going to vote him that because Toronto's had such a wonderful season with Kawhi Leonard leaving. Siakam, by the way, just a delight to be around. His teammates love him. They love him in Canada. He's just a wonderful player for them to still have and build around. Not so happy anniversary, Mark Mallory. On this day 13 years ago, Mallory, then the mayor of Cincinnati, stood on the mound to deliver the ceremonial opening day pitch to the Reds' great Eric Davis, who was standing at home plate. Mallory's throw was so offline and terrible that it hit umpire Sam Holbrook on the foot, probably 30 feet from where Davis was standing. And the umpire (laughs) thumbed the mayor. Get out! The mayor wanted to redo. They wouldn't let him have it. Mallory now works for the FC Cincinnati soccer team in the MLS, where you're not allowed to throw the ball, only kick it. Wilbon, you may remember on this particular day, the Reds beat your Cubs 5-1, to one, so no. eat it. No, and by the way, I finally do remember Shea Gilgis-Alexander had a moment. Tony, Eric Davis is what strikes me about that piece of video, not the mayor of Cincinnati. Eric Davis, who's probably one of the unsung great players, one of the underappreciated players of his time, don't you think? I do. I do. Happy trails to Alden Smith's exile. The once prodigious defensive end and pass rusher for the San Francisco 49ers has signed on with the Dallas Cowboys. Smith has not played a down in the NFL since 2015 because of numerous arrests and suspensions. But in 2011, as a rookie who did not start a single game, Smith had 14 sacks. And then in 2012, as a starter, Smith had 19 and a half sacks. Jerry Jones, of course, does things like this. He signed Greg Hardy after a domestic violence conviction was dismissed on appeal. And the NFL has not yet cleared Smith to play. But it may be instructive to note that Smith's defensive line coach on the 49ers was Jim Tom Sula, who is now on Mike McCarthy's staff with the Cowboys. Tony, we started the show with a guy I think is radioactive and wouldn't have an Antonio Brown. And we end the show with somebody I think is radioactive and I wouldn't have on my team. Look, I'm all for second chances and sometimes maybe third chances. But we're talking about a guy, Tony, who has had so many opportunities because of that great talent. But he is up to nearly double digits now in chances. And if you're not going to send somebody away for good, in this case, I don't know when you would use that provision. All right, we are done for today. BTI.